Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, Sunday, October 23, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we have come yet again in your presence to honor you, Lord, in order to hear from you. Dear Holy Spirit, teach us this morning. Help us to have understanding. And above all, to do that which you lay in our hearts. Remove the devourer for our sakes. And wherever they are gathered against your people, Father, may they fall in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we pray the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who are hearing or who hear this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. We welcome you again. And then we thank our brother Caleb Brassi for continuing to minister to us through his instrumentals. We are continuing with our spiritual warfare series, The Battle for the Souls of Women. The outline. We have eight on the board, but last Sunday we said only you and I can beat ourselves. Because God has given us everything to walk this walk. Ours is now to attack and free the many who are in the captivity of the kingdom of darkness. It's no longer for us to be absorbing the attacks, no. Because the best form of defense is attack. So don't stay in your clothes and continue to cry and bemoan. Go out and preach the gospel and see if the Lord will not see you through. And nothing by the power of the enemy can touch you because Christ has already given you the power over every work of darkness, including Satan himself. Today's topic will be rescuing billions of women. That's our task. That's your task. That's my task. Then we'll continue as you see on the board next Sunday. We may make adjustments as the Lord leads us. Praise the Lord. Today's topic, rescuing billions of women under bondage. There are close to seven to eight billion people in the world today. How many do you think are followers of Christ? It's your task and my task to make sure that they hear the gospel of Christ. The outline, introduction. Two, for this cause came Jesus Christ, the Son of God, into the world. Three, a question for you and I. Are bystanders in Christ truly followers of Christ? Number four, the charge for you and I to free the captives. And the song you had as we started, he lifted me up. And I'm sure he lifted you too. Praise the Lord. And you know who lifted us. The introduction. In the more than 2,000 years, since Christ commanded his followers to preach the good news, make disciples of all the nations of the world, and to teach them to observe all things he had commanded them to do, in this time span of more than 2,000 years, many human beings have died. They didn't hear the good news. 
Yes, they die without having the good news, unfortunately. Yet, many of those who heard about Christ, there are many among the people that died, they didn't hear, but some others died. They heard about Christ, but they didn't hear his gospel because they lived and believed false teachings of apostate Christianity. Let me repeat. Millions died in the last 2,000 years who never heard about Christ, him crucified and resurrected. Yet millions of others died. They heard about Christ, but not his gospel. Because the gospel they had was not Christ's gospel. It was the doctrines of human beings and doctrines of demons being propagated by apostate Christianity that, was, that really took over the world between the 4th century and 15th century. Praise the Lord. Now, question. Is it possible that faithful believers, those who have received Christ and believed in his gospel, Who lived in those times? Is it possible they didn't do enough? That's among the few or the many that believed. How come many died hearing the false teachings and gospels and they didn't hear the gospel of Christ? Is it possible that faithful believers at that time didn't do their job? Could it be that many of those believers in those centuries past were too afraid to confront apostasy in their days. Coming to our time, the 21st century world, many who consider themselves faithful followers of Christ might actually be unfaithful. When we consider that there are hundreds of millions in our generation who belong to apostate Christianity. That means they have heard about Christ, but not the gospel of Christ. The same errors or mistakes of past centuries being repeated now, but in our time, worse, because we have all the instruments and equipment to know what went in the past in order to make correction. At what point does a believer become unfaithful? Can a believer still be faithful if he or she fails to contend for the word of God? Which was once for delivered to the saints by Christ and his apostles. Is it possible? If you're a follower of Christ and you say you are faithful, how often have you confronted apostasy and false teachings in your church groups, ministries and denominations? That's how you know whether you're faithful or unfaithful. Can one really be a faithful follower of Christ? If he or she belongs to an apostate church organization, question for you and I. If you went to church today, but coming from the pulpit are heresies and doctrines of demons, and you still belong to that church, don't call yourself a Christian, please. You are not. Can one really be a faithful follower of Christ if he or she, knowing that many in her community will end up in a lake of fire? Yes, she's too afraid, or he's too afraid to preach the gospel of Christ for fear of being ostracized. Can you really say you're a faithful follower? Question. Can cowards in Christ, that's what we call them, inherit eternal life? 
When out of fear they fail to preach the gospel of Christ in their communities, cowards in Christ, remember? Then another group can bystanders in Christ inherit eternal life. When they were nonchalant, indifferent to the false teachings in their church organizations and their denominations. I hope at the end of this broadcast, these questions you will have answered it yourself. I helped others to come to the same conclusion. How much did cowards in Christ and bystanders in Christ in the first millennium? That's before 1000, between 100 AD to 1000 AD. Contribute to the Islamization of majority of the communities, nations and countries that were Christian then. I mean, think about that. If we fail today in the 21st century, and the Lord tarries, let's say it says another 100 years, how many nations of the world will have Christ seen crucified preached? Would it be like some of these Muslim countries today where you can't build a church or you speak, call Christ and they kill you? Think about that again. Yet, going to number two, for this cause came Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For this cause he came to redeem you and I. First scripture, please. I read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ came to free human beings from Satan's grip and to destroy the works of evil spirits. That's why he came. And he succeeded in his mission. But he gave you and I the charge to continue to make sure the news reaches everybody. Next scripture, please. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Praise the Lord. At the cross, he exposed the powerlessness of the devil. And the whole kingdom of darkness. He exposed them. To who? To us. To know that they are powerless. Next scripture please. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Praise the Lord. Christ came and died to break the power of the devil and the kingdom of darkness. Because the devil then had the power of death. Because whoever didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ was going to end up in eternal death. But Christ came to set every human being free who believes. And to make those who have believed never to be afraid of dying. Because even in death, they live. Because they live in Him. You see, God gave human beings free will. Always remember that. Therefore, though he has freed human beings from the devil's bondage, 
It is for human beings to live or remain in bondage. They have a choice. Salvation has been provided. But God is not going to force you and I to come out from there if for those who are still there. That's not how God works. Free will means free will. Here is the problem. Majority of human beings, I'm talking of the more than 6-7 billion people who have not known Christ or who have known a false Christ. No, don't know that they have been free by Christ. They don't know. They don't know that they are free to walk out from Satan's dungeon. They don't know they have no reason again to obey the devil and his evil spirits. They don't know that salvation has already been provided. Many of you think walking on your streets, you think they know. No, they don't know. We make a wrong assumption to think they have known. Those who claim they have known don't know the Christ that came and died. They know false Christ. They don't know the true Christ. They don't know the Christ of the Bible. Because if they knew, this world would have been a totally different, beautiful place. But God gave solution to the problem. See, Christ did his part. And now, gave us a solution. Christ, having done his part, mandated his followers to go into the world and preach the good news that humanity has already been delivered. Don't believe the devil again. Don't think you are under his captivity again. Come out from there and be saved. That's the problem. That's the solution to the problem. You and I are now to solve that problem. Scripture, please. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 and 14. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Praise the Lord. Look at verse 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Though Christ beckons all women still in the pits of sin, he's still beckoning them to look at the cross, to see him crucified for their sins, to see him as their salvation. Many are still too blinded by so many things in the world. They are conscious. They are families to see Christ. Hence the need for you and I, if we say we are faithful followers of Christ, to preach to them so that they can see Christ, the true Christ of the cross. Verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? They can't unless they know. And how shall they believe in him? In whom they have lived, they have not heard about Christ on the cross. They have been hearing the Christ of uh, the Mammon gospel. They hear the prosperity. The tithes that will take you to hell. If you don't pay tithes, you go to hell. Those wicked doctrines from the pits of, the, of hell. If thou, that's what they know. And that if they come to Christ, they become rich. If you don't counter that message, how will they know the truth, my brothers and my sisters? So it's as if we say, how shall they know? The truth without a preacher. How shall they know the truth without a teacher? How shall they know the truth in a world that is embedded in mammonism? How will they know when all people are desiring today in the whole people who claim to be Christians is wealth, wealth and wealth? 
And yet the more they desire the word, the poorer they become and minus the pastors and Jews who preach such wicked doctrines. It is the duty of followers of Christ, no exception, to bring the good news to those still in the pits. That means those even in your churches who are believing in mammonism, who are believing in worldliness, who are believing that it is all the same. No, it's not the same. There's only one way to the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean to God, through Jesus. And the only way to Jesus Christ, the cross. If you take away the cross, you have a false Christ. Praise the Lord. It is the duty of all followers of Christ, no exception, no exception, no exception, to ask, to tell unbelievers, non-believers, and mammonic believers, because they're not believers really, to look up and see Christ who died for their sins and the unbelief. To see him crucified. It is the duty of all followers of Christ, no exception, to tell non-believers and unbelieving believers that they are free to walk out from the pit of sin and unbelief and embrace Christ on the cross. Because only Christ on the cross is their salvation, not false messiahs. Praise the Lord. I don't know how I can speak on this. The question I ask him in the number item three, are bystanders in Christ truly followers of Christ? You know, the people who just, you know, see nothing, don't do just go in, you know, pray, you know, sing with the choir, go home, you know, tell, you know, continue. You are doing your job. It's, it's false. That's a false narrative. Bystanders in Christ are those who talk the talk, but never walk the walk. Yes, all the, all the Lord is good. Oh, yes, all the time. Can we say that bystanders in Christ are followers in Christ? I'm sure you know the answer already. Those who claim to be followers of Christ but only stand by, not living according to the scriptures, are undermining the gospel of Christ. And don't tell me you are doing all the things if you are not preaching the gospel. If you are not contending for the gospel of Christ, you are not. You are standing by. You are a bystander in Christ. And there is no such word in the Bible. Because bystanders will not inherit eternal life unless they repent. They are like the Pharisees who the Lord said we are blocking people from entering the kingdom of heaven. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 20, 23, verse 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Praise the Lord. Bystanders are blocking the way to the Lord. So step out of the way if you can't contend. If you can't enter, allow others to enter. Stop blocking the road for other people. Next scripture, please. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. Or what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Praise the Lord. Believers in Christ are the salt of the earth because they have what it takes to make the earth to flourish, which is the gospel of Christ. They expected to preach the gospel and to live accordingly, not talk the talk, but walk the walk. 
or walk the talk. Therefore, those who claim to be believers in Christ, but are neither preaching the gospel of Christ, nor showing by their living that they have indeed believed, they are not followers of Christ. At best, we call them bystanders in Christ. And from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 that we read, those who are bystanders in Christ are useless. Christ said, God will cast them out. Because if salt is useless, what purpose again? If they can't season the earth with the gospel, what are they, what's, what's their purpose? He again says, believers in Christ are the light of the world, another metaphor. But the truth is, the light in believers is Christ. If they don't die to self, they can't allow that light that is Christ in them to shine forth to the world. It's only through death to self when we and I allow Christ in us to reflect, to shine forth. And the more we die to self, the brighter the light of Christ coming up from us. Bystanders in Christ hinder the gospel of Christ like the Pharisees. They have refused to die to self. They love the world and the things in the world. They live like those in the world. Which was actually the way they lived before, claiming to have believed. Bystanders in Christ have no light to show the world. Because they don't have the light of Christ that is, that is Christ in them. Christ can't be in, in a bystander in Christ. It's not possible. Why would he be there? Had they had Christ, they would have gone to the rooftops of the world to see. You know, gone to the rooftops so that the world can see the light of Christ coming out from them. They will never hide the gospel of Christ. You cannot have the Holy Spirit and hide it. You want to shout at all times. You want to sing at all times. You want to proclaim him at all times. You want to stand up for him at all times. In season and out of season. Bystanders in Christ made the world not to believe in the Lord of our salvation. Charge to those who have believed and are following to free the captives. Remember, Christ came to free the captives and left us a charge to continue the mission of God. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Praise the Lord. The lost child of the apostles then is still the same today to his faithful followers. That child has not changed. Since faithful followers of Christ have the power over unclean spirits to cast out evil spirits, heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. But you're not going to do it by your closet if you're not going to preach the gospel. Scripture, please. Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 19. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise the Lord. Just as then, so it is now. The seventy returned with joy after they've been commissioned, just as Christ has commissioned you and I. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 
And in verse 18, the Lord told them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. For those who are still afraid of Satan. Satan has been cast out of God's presence. He has nothing to do with you. No power over you. Not in the least. You have power over him. Christ followers have authority over every power of the kingdom of darkness. Verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions, meaning the power of darkness, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you and I if we are faithful. So the, what I'm trying to say is, the word of God is clear. The battle has already been won. We are supposed to go on attack. If you start running like a coward, your back is exposed. The helmet of salvation and the breastplate covers the front as if you're a soldier. Because we are soldiers in Christ. So the cowards begin to run and then the enemy begins to fire them and they continue to cast out demons throughout their lives. Yeah, they're supposed to go front and the more they go front, the enemy will run from them and they continue to be victorious. Not only will they help deliver many, their life also will be walking in the power of God, in the unction of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord Jesus Christ will be right there in heaven cheering the way he cheered Stephen when Stephen gave a testimony to a Jewish hindering. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Praise the Lord. See the final command he gave us before he ascended to the heavens. Go preach the gospel. Teach. Meaning, counteract every falsehood. Not just preach. Counter. Content for the word. So as we preach the gospel of Christ, we allow Christ in us to shine forth. And when Christ in us is shining forth, they don't see us again. They see Christ. That's the captives. Remember, the, our whole assignment is to make the millions or the billions now to see Christ in us. And the only way we do it is what? If we are glorifying God in our words and actions. Not if we are saying one thing and doing another thing. Not if we are dancing together with the world. Not if we are in concord with the world. Only a separated life, sanctified to God, can have Christ in him or her shining forth. And when he shines forth, the brightness of Christ will go and destroy the, 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 the blindness in the captive's eyes. It will take it off and the eyes will open. The captives are watching what we do, not necessarily what we say. It's not what we say, it's what we do. That's why many captives are still in captivity. Because our words are not matching our actions. Our actions, sorry, are not matching our words. You see, God's word, the scripture, is a sword. It pierces the hearts of captives, provided Christ is reflecting through us. If the light that is Christ is reflecting through us, the word of God will pierce and open the eyes of the blind, the ears, the heart will be recircumcised. The more you are living for him, mean for the Lord Jesus, the more the number of captives will be set free through your ministry. Praise the Lord. I'm going to sing a song. He lifted me. And he lifted you for a child of God. 
So let us glorify him this morning with the song. He lifted me. He lifted you. Thank you, Jesus. In loving kindness, Jesus came to the one. He came my soul to reclaim in mercy. And from the depths of sin and shame, through grace, he lifted me. From the mind. From sinking sand, he lifted me. With tender hand, he lifted me. From shades of night to place of light. Oh, praise you, my Father, my God. Jesus lifted me. He called me long before I heard. Even while in my mother's womb. Before my sinful heart was stirred. But when I took him at his word, forgiving all my sins, he lifted me. From sinking sand, Jesus lifted me. Jesus lifted me with tender hands. From the shades of the night to the place of light. Oh, praise your name, Father God, for sending Jesus to lift me up. His brow was pierced with many a turn. His hands by cruelness were turned. When from my guilt and grief fallen, in love, even at the cross, he lifted me, he lifted you. From sinking sand, Jesus lifted me and you. With tender hands, he lifted us. From shades of night to place of light, we must continue to praise his name for Christ Jesus lifted you and I. Now on a higher plane I dwell. For I dwell in the heavenlies with him and you do the same if you are a child of God. And with my soul I know it is well. Yet how or why I cannot tell that he considered me to lift me up. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today's message. Thank you for your blessings, your mercy. Telling us, Father, that we have won the battle. We have no reason to look back, but to continue to fight, to free many who are in bondage. Father, open the eyes of my brothers and sisters listening to this message today. To stand up. To stop procrastinating. To go out and take this message to the world. And to go out to help to free the captives. And to go out believing that you are with them at all times, which is the truth that you are in them, indwelling them, enabling them, Lord, that we say they stand up and go out. They cannot exercise the gifts you have deposited in their lives. Open their eyes, let the enemy no longer deceive them, Father. Open the eyes of the blind today who are, in the, who, who are your children. Open their ears and their hearts so that they can begin to be warriors in Christ. They begin to contend for the gospel of Christ. They will no longer support apostate Christianity. They will no longer support the wicked men and women, men and women who continue to use the name of the Lord to steal from the people. Deliver as many, Lord, who will hear this message. And Father, wherever this message is heard, 
All that oppose the gospel may their ministries fail in Jesus' name. Amen. And all oh, my father, my God, who are your children, Father, whatever this message is broadcast, may you open the eyes of the blind. May you deliver the captives. May there be healings. May there be deliverances, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Lord, for everything. Blessings, glory, and honor for all who are in this ministry. May your healing power flow to all who are in this ministry and to the world evangelical ministry, evangelical group. May your blessings reach and touch everyone, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next Sunday. If it's his will. Please continue to pray for us as we pray for you.